0: All children's Church, you are dismissed. Parents, if you have not signed them in, please go out and sign them in on the computer so you have a tag. They have a tag, and you know to get the right one back. All right, so if you haven't done that, go ahead and do that. Uh, Go ahead and dismiss. For those of you that are remaining in here with me, I want you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, Chapter 2. Today is the second week of Advent. The second week of Advent, last week we talked about the hope that we have in knowing that we look back to the promise that Jesus, that God made that He would send forth His Son into the world to redeem humanity. And we also look at hope uh, for the future, knowing that as the Father was faithful to keep His promise in the past, He is faithful. When Jesus said, I am returning again, we know that He will. This particular week, we're talking about peace. You know, we we look at the fact that every one of us are looking for peace. We look around the globe and we just wonder, Lord, where is the peace? Where is that wonderful gift of peace and joy that that, that we look for in the world? And we know that we live in a broken world. And oftentimes we're looking for peace in all the wrong ways. But today I want to talk to you about how that we can as we're in search for peace, how that we can find the true peace. So if you get your Bibles open, I want us to look at just two verses this morning. In Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, let's stand together as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord. In Luke chapter 2, we find that this is the story uh, uh, of the birth of Christ, but... But as uh, uh, they take away from the manger scene, they go to the field where the shepherds are out attending their flock, and, and, and we hear the announcement of the angel. And here's what they say in verses 13 and 14, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward Father, as we look around our world today, we know that there is no true peace. But Father, we know that the real peace, the only peace, is the peace that is offered through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So Lord, as we look at the need for peace in our world, Lord, it's not what is going to be done at a a table with with diplomats and, and world leaders It's what's going to be done when we come to the foot of the cross and we bow our heads and our hearts before the Lord, acknowledging that we're a sinner in need of a Savior. And God Himself pours out Himself upon us and covers us with His blood and His righteousness and and fills us with His Holy Spirit. And then, Father, we can have peace when the world is is falling apart, when chaos is is, is rampant, Trouble comes our way. We can find the peace that God offers to all of us in our time of need. So, Father, thank you for being the Prince of Peace that comes into our hearts so that we can have real peace. So, Father, would you move me out of the way and hide me behind the cross? Let it not be my word, but your word is proclaimed today. The true peace of God will be seen, heard, and felt today. For in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
1: God bless you. you may be seated.
0: You know, one of the things that I love about the Christmas season is nativity scenes, and my wife has, over the years, has collected them, and I've been able to buy her lots of them. We have boxes of them, and I love all the different types of nativity scenes. Uh, I was in uh, Pam Cooley Randy's home this week, and she showed me a few of hers, and they're. Beautiful. And we have all kinds of wonderful, but there's just something about the nativity scene. When we when we look at it and we see Joseph and Mary and, and the little baby and the manger and, and the shepherds and perhaps and the sheep and the donkeys and, you know, for those of you that put the wise men there, I forgive you. <laughs> They're beautiful. But we look at it and we see that peaceful serenity We see that it just seems like the song that we sing, Silent Night, Holy Night. We just watched a video in our Sunday school class that kind of reminded us that it wasn't anything but silent and holy. For any of you mothers, you would know that giving birth is not something that's, you know, without its share of pain and and, uh, distress. But when we think about Jesus being born in that little Bethlehem town, surrounded by sheep and shepherds under the midnight sky. It just causes us to want to sing the songs about the peacefulness of Christmas. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin mother and child, holy emphasis, so tender in mind, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace causes us all to long for that kind of peace. Then, when we lay down our head at night, we can just say, "All is well. All is well in the world. All is well in life." We're longing and looking for that peace, and yet peace is sadly lacking. People are full of worry and anxiety. Relationships are full of conflict and stress. The world is full of conflict and wars. That's where Jesus comes in. Because Jesus is not only our hope at Christmas, he is also our only hope for peace. And it is only in Christ that we will ever truly attain As someone has said, there will never be an argument at the peace tables of the world or rest in individual hearts until the Prince of Peace reigns supreme in the hearts of man. Part of the Christmas story, part of the Christmas message given by the angels is that Jesus come to bring peace to the world. We're looking at, this morning, four aspects of that peace that Jesus brings into our hearts. And I would say to you, if you've never opened your heart and life to the the peace offering gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, listen to what He offers those who do. And maybe today will be that day when you will step out and say, I want that peace in my life. The first area that I want you to see is found in several different scriptures and, 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 and I'm not going to ask you to look them all up. I'm going to read them throughout the, the point. Jesus brings peace with God. I want you to understand that, that we as human beings in, in our sinful condition are not at peace with God. We're at enmity or at war. We are opposing God in all of His life. But the, the joy of Christ, the joy of Christmas, is the fact that He brings peace with God. Isaiah 53, 5, Matthew 1, Luke 1, 30, and Romans 5, 1, are all the different verses that I'm going to read to you this morning. So you may have to just listen a little closer than normal. So let me start with the first one. Jesus brings peace with God. We read in Romans chapter five, verse one, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that we are not naturally at peace with God. We are at odds with God, we're at war with God, we're doing our thing and God's saying, but I want you to do my thing. The Bible tells us that our sins have separated us from God. And it's only through Jesus Christ and faith in him that we are brought into a relationship of peace with our God and our Creator when God first sent the angel Gabriel to Mary he sent Gabriel with a message of peace in Luke chapter 1 we read in the sixth month he sent the angel Gabriel unto Nazareth a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of David the virgin's name was Mary the angel went to her and said greetings You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said unto her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Mary was troubled at the angel's greeting, but the angel spoke words of peace an assurance to her, telling her that she need not to be afraid because God was with her and she had found favor with God. You might wonder how did Mary find favor with God? She was as sinful as you and I. The only way any of us found favor with God, she had placed her faith in God and in his promises of a Messiah to come. So many Old Testament believers before her, she had faith in Christ before Christ ever came to the world. And now God has chosen her to be that very vessel through which the Son of God would enter into this world. Mary, you have found favor with God, and that He has chosen you out of all the others. God also sent an angel to Joseph. Mary's husband-to-be. And in the midst of all of this, Joseph was confused about all that was going on. And the angel told Joseph. In one 21 she, Mary, will give birth to a son and you will give his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus actually means salvation. Jesus was given this name because he was the promised Savior who came to bring peace with God by saving us from the very sin that separated us from God, that caused us to be at enmity and at war with God. And therefore, God reminds us that we have a savior that takes away our sins. When John the Baptist was born three months before Jesus, John's father Zachariah, being filled with the Holy Spirit prophesied about John. And in his prophecy, he spoke about John and how he would go before Jesus, preparing the way for the one who would bring peace with God through the forgiveness of our sins. Listen to the words that Zachariah spoke over his son. And you, my child, you will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord, preparing the way of him to give His people the knowledge of salvation through forgiveness of their sins. To guide our feet onto the path of peace. You know, today we might even have to ask the question, well, how did Jesus do this? And we have to look that it wasn't a baby born in a manger. My friends, we've got to look beyond the, the, the manger. We have to see that there is a cross. A cross in the a shadow of the cross in his life. The baby that was born in a manger came to take upon the sins of the world by dying on a cross for us. That's why I love on Christmas Eve to bring out the manger, but I bring out a cross to remind us if Jesus. Just came as a baby in a manger. It wouldn't have done us any good other than maybe to say we had fellowship with God, but it didn't change our situation. But it was by His death on the cross that made peace, where peace could not be found any other way. His death for you, for your sins and mine, was paid on the cross. And Isaiah 53 verse 5 reminds us that He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. He was the punishment that was brought us peace upon Him. And by His wounds we are healed. One of the most important things that we can the that can remind us about Christmas is that Jesus brings peace with God. Without Jesus... Without the cross, we would still be far, far from God. But not only does Jesus bring peace in our relationship with God, but he also brings peace with ourselves. When the peace of God is applied to our lives, not only does it forgive us of our sins, not only does the blood of Jesus cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness, but it also does something for us. As we have been battling with God, we are battling within ourselves. We are at war with God and we are at war with ourselves. As a matter of fact, you know, we, we, we are so torn and, and, and broken within that we are looking for peace, peace of mind, peace of heart, peace of life. So what we learn secondly is that Jesus brings peace with self. Sin not only separates us from God, sin also brings separation within our own being. We're conflicted beings. We're constantly fighting the anxiety and stress and the inner turmoil of battling in this sinful world. We're conflicted beings. We're also with that separation of our own self. We desperately need that inner peace that Jesus can not only bring peace with God, but he also settles the troubled heart. He replaces the anxieties and the struggles of sinfulness with a relationship with Christ. God, having promised an old man in the book of Luke by the name of Simeon, that he too would experience the peace of God before he would leave this world. Simeon is one of my favorite characters uh, in the temple story of Jesus. God promising Simeon that he would see the Messiah before he saw death. So the Holy Spirit moves Simeon one day into the temple courts where Joseph and Mary show up with the the infant child to offer unto him before the Lord. And in Luke 2, Simeon takes the child in his arms and he begins to praise God and he says, Then took he up into his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you, excuse me, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. Simeon, a wonderful example of Jesus bringing personal peace into one's life. He said, of all the turmoil, of all the struggles, of all of life, seeing Jesus. Made it all the Brought a peace that said, I am now at peace with self and at peace with God. Now I'm ready to go to be with you. If you're still struggling within yourself and wondering why you have such a struggle, ask the question, have you invited the Prince of Peace in to not only forgive you of your sins, but also to deal with that inner conflict and inner struggle? You know, as we get older,
1: many of us
0: create what we call a bucket list. You know what a bucket list is? The things that we want to accomplish before we kick the bucket. Some of us want to go on trips. Some of us want to see certain people. Some of us want to do extreme things, like jump out of planes and that kind of crazy <laughs> Apparently, Simeon only had one thing on his bucket list, and that was to meet the Savior. And when he met the Savior, he said, I'm at peace. I'm ready. Now let thy servant depart in that peace. So he embraced Christ, and he was at peace within himself. And when you put your faith in Christ, you not only receive peace with God, but you also receive the peace of God that helps you through the difficult circumstances of life. When you know Christ has everything in control, no matter how crazy life gets, Said this in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, be not anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus.
1: Notice that this
0: wonderful peace of God is only available through Christ. You can't get it through family. You can't get it through therapy. You can't get it through anything other than what Jesus has done for you. Bible reminds us that peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then hear these beautiful words that the Lord Himself spoke in John chapter fourteen: "Peace I leave unto you." My peace I give unto you. I do not give to you as the world gives, because it offers and then takes away. When God gives us an offer of peace, it's forever. And he goes on to say, Do not let your hearts be troubled, and be not afraid. Jesus brought peace with God, but he also can bring peace within our hearts. The third thing that we find is that Jesus brings peace with others. We talked about the fact that we live in a world that is full of conflict. It's almost hard to get through a week where you don't have some kind of conflict with somebody. It's hard to drive on the road where somebody doesn't pull out in front of you, stop too quick, or do something dumb, and you want to go, oh, oh, oh. But how do we have peace with others in a world that is filled with conflict and struggle? The third thing that Jesus does for us is promises us peace with others. We have a wonderful example of the early uh, of this early in the Christmas story, because when Joseph first heard that Mary was pregnant, he considered breaking off the engagement. He he must have been terribly hurt and confused about all that had happened, and that Mary must have been unfaithful to him. But when we read in Matthew chapter one. After he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, be not afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. If Mary was pregnant with any other child, Joseph would have most likely have broken off the engagement, maybe even had her stoned to death, certainly had her humiliated. But it wasn't any other child. This was Jesus. He was conceived in her of the Holy Ghost. And and so Jesus, even before he was born, brought peace among people. He brought a a restoration of relationship between Mary and Joseph. We go through many challenges in this life. And one of the most difficult is when our relationships are in turmoil. That's what we need to ask. Jesus, the Prince of Peace to come in and bring us peace in our relationships to intervene, to reconcile and to restore broken relationships. He is the master at taking broken pieces and putting them back together and making them better than they were before. We read this about Jesus. For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of petition between us. Paul is simply saying, Jesus who brings peace into our lives tears down the divisions among men. As believers in Christ, we're called to follow in the footsteps of Jesus.
1: Paul says, let this
0: peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. Colossians 3.15 Jesus not only brings us salvation, peace with God, not only does he bring us peace within our own hearts, but Jesus said, I have restored relationships. Not only is the vertical part of the cross taking care The horizontal part of the cross is fixed as well. You'll never have the right relationship with your fellow man until you have the right relationship with your Savior. And then once you have the right relationship with your Savior, it's not that it's going to be easy, but it's going to be possible to live at peace with your fellow man. The last one I want you to see today is Jesus brings... Jesus will bring peace on this troubled earth. The angel in our story announced Jesus' birth to the shepherds that first Christmas Eve, also proclaiming the peace that God through Jesus Christ would bring to our planet. Let's go back to Luke chapter 2 and verses 13 and 14 and again read and hear what it says, Suddenly a great multitude of angels a host appeared with the one angel proclaiming that today in Bethlehem was born the Savior. And they all began to praise God and listen to what they said. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom this favor rests. Did you hear that word earth? He could have said to you, Peace is given. But he said to the earth.
1: Let me just remind you
0: that the Bible is very clear to tell us that when sin entered into this world, it not only brought trouble among humanity, but it brought trouble to the earth. The world itself is groaning because of the effects of sin. The world itself is dying. Because of the effects of sin. And therefore, God said that not only have I come to give you peace, but I've come to restore peace on the earth. This is a peace that was prophesied back in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. We read this wonderful prophecy about Jesus. He says in Isaiah 2, 4, He will judge between the nations and He will settle disputes for many people They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take up swords against nations nor will they train for war anymore. Some people might ask, well how do we know Isaiah was talking about Jesus bringing us peace and not some great general uh, in a military? Well, you just follow along in the, the book of Isaiah and you find out that it is absolutely Just a few chapters later in Isaiah chapter 9, we find the words here that give us the ultimate peace on earth. For unto you is born a child. To us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. This absolutely is a clear prophecy about Jesus and what he would do when he was born into this world. He would become the Prince of Peace. Who will one day rule peace over all of the earth. And he will make it all whole again. But it gets better than that. Because this peace on earth will not only bring an end to war among nations, it will even extend to the nature of the and kingdom. I love what Isaiah chapter 11 and verses 6 and 7 remind us about when the Prince of Peace comes and, and, and settles all accounts. We will have It says this, the wolf will, will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them, the cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. Jesus, the true Prince Peace not only brings peace between us and God and gives us the promise of forgiveness of our sin, not only will he take the conflict and the struggles of your life and give you peace to walk through the troublesome times, not only will he bring peace that will allow us to get along with our fellow man in ways that we thought was just impossible because there are pain and then you know where. But he promises Bible reminds us in Colossians chapter 1, for God was pleased to have all of His fullness dwell in Him, and through Him to reconcile Himself all things, rather things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed upon the cross. Thank God for the cradle to the cross through the tomb. To be seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. That, my friends, is God's offer of peace to all who will receive. If you've never received it, why not? What better gift could you receive at Christmas time than the gift that God has given unto us? Those last verses in Colossians that I just read bring us right back to where we started. The reason that Jesus can bring peace with God, peace with self, peace with others, and peace on earth is because He paid the penalty for our sins on the cross so that you and I do not have to. Without Jesus being born as a babe at Christmas, Jesus shedding his blood on the cross, there would be no peace. So the Prince of Peace came in a troublesome time to take upon himself the horrificness of the cost of sin so that you and I can have peace this morning. So let me close by asking the question do you have that peace? The Prince of Peace. In your life. If your faith is in Christ. Then you have peace with God. And I'm not saying that Satan won't mess with your head. And I'm not saying that he won't cause trouble. But I'm telling you. That God offers a peace. That passes all understanding. And in the midst of. Uh, the conflicts of life, we can turn to Him in peace. But it begins, it begins with first coming to the foot of the cross and realizing just be another way for you to get the things of the world but miss out on the things of God. Where Christmas can become that celebration Timmy comes and prepares to play something. With every head back and every eye closed, I want to ask this morning, do you have that peace? And if you cannot say... you don't know that, you don't have that, I'm telling you today that Jesus is offering it to you today for you to receive. Father, before we begin to hear the music play, we want to hear the Spirit speak. So Father, would you speak all through this sanctuary today? And Lord, for those of us that have received you as Lord and Savior, may the Prince of Peace Remind us that we have all the peace we need. But it gets better. The world will find that peace. But for those that are struggling, those that are without that peace of peace, without that hope of assurance of salvation, Lord, I pray that the Spirit would say, come, come unto me. Acknowledge your sinfulness. Acknowledge your need and I will bring peace to your troubled heart by bringing peace with God. Lord, I know